everyone. Welcome to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Sorensen, mother, grandmother, former teacher, and currently supporting parents who want to understand their children's behavior at a deeper level. This is where we talk about changing our perception and limiting beliefs around behavior to a more conscious approach to understanding ourselves, each other, and our most vulnerable population, our children. I share my self-discovery journey and what I've learned along the way and what I'm currently discovering as I continue evolving on this journey. My hope is that as we become more conscious of how we show up for ourselves, our children, and others, that we'll discover the beauty that lies within us all. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This week, we're talking about relationships and redefining our relationships. And this really wasn't something I really even thought about until I started my self-discovery journey. Relationships, you know, of course I was in relationships, um, but they weren't something I really consciously thought about. I think we are more in roles almost in our relationships, like the relationship with my children, like I was, I was the mother, they were the children. Um, and I don't know that I really thought about it in terms of how we related to each other necessarily. I think I thought about it more as what my role as a mother was and what their role as, or what their, what they were expected to do in their role as the children. So it's almost like, you know, the adult has all, all, makes all the rules, um, gives the direction, and then the children are to follow the direction. You know, like they need to listen to me really is you need to obey me. You need to do all the things that I'm telling you to do. And we usually want that without argument or, you know, an attitude we might say. But I don't know that we put a lot of awareness around how we are relating to our children, how we are interacting with them in that. I think we're really distracted with our own thoughts. You know, we can be in the same place and our thoughts can be totally, you know, somewhere else, at work um, or wherever that may be. And so I wanted to talk about really bringing consciousness around our relationships and redefining those. So oftentimes people ask me, what does conscious parenting mean? And I think as I continue on this journey, my own understanding of it uh, broadens and changes and I understand it in a more meaningful way. I think um, we can hear the same concepts And we, over time, as we evolve and grow and experience more things, we these some of these same concepts. um, Their meaning 
um, becomes deeper and we get it really kind of like at another level. And so I wanted to talk about that today. What is conscious parenting or what does that concept mean? And so for me, it really means redefining our relationships. So if we take the word conscious, conscious means self-aware, to be fully self-aware in the moment, in the present. And parenting is a relationship, right? It's an interaction. And parenting, I mean, we can parent our own biological children. We can parent other children. It can mean being a parent figure to someone. It can mean parenting ourselves. Really, parenting is about leading, right? And we are all leaders, whether we have children or not. We are leaders of our own self. So conscious parenting means bringing self-awareness into all of our interactions. And most of us come to this to help our understanding of our children and being able to relate to our children um, in better ways. Because often we are caught in power struggles with our children. We're not feeling good about it. We're, um, we're exhausted by overgiving and overmothering. And we... Um, you know, come for guidance. We we come to this oftentimes um, to redefine that relationship, to bring understanding to it. So even though we come to this to through our children, through the challenges that we um, tend to face with our children, it's really about redefining those relationships and it requires us to redefine the relationship we have with ourself. And I think oftentimes we don't think about the relationship we have with ourselves. It's kind of like, what? Having a relationship with myself? What does that mean? Um, because I think we ignore ourselves so much because we are so other focused. We, in our traditional social model, we are conditioned to be other focused. And so we focus on the external and do, do, do for everyone else at the expense of our own emotional well-being. And when we don't take care of our own emotional well-being, that has a negative impact on all everybody in our life, primarily those that are closest to us. So it's often seen as selfish to be self-focused, um, to focus on my own wants and needs and desires. 
But really, it's backwards. Because if we do not focus on ourselves and take care of ourselves, we can't give to other people. We can't give from an empty cup. But the other thing is, we don't take ownership where we need to take ownership. And we end up in this cycle of judgment and and blame on other people for things. Um, And that puts fractures in those relationships. So redefining our relationship with our children and others, because once we redefine those relationships with our children, it does expand to others. And it does require us to redefine our relationship with ourself. And that requires self-awareness. To be fully aware of self. And I think we often think we are self-aware, but most of us really aren't. (laughs) We are other-aware. We tend to be hyper-alert on uh, others, what what others think and what others feel and what others do. Um, You know, we think we know what they're thinking or we fear what they're thinking. We're thinking, oh, you know, they're going to think this looks stupid or, you know, whatever it is. We're always very concerned about what others are thinking, but rarely really stop and notice and be aware of our own thinking. And we do this with feeling too. We think we know what they are feeling, what others are feeling. And we think we have the power to make them feel a certain way. So it's like, well, I don't want to do certain things to upset somebody else. They may feel whatever. They may feel disappointed. They may feel angry, whatever that is. But we don't get to decide how they feel. We actually don't have the power to make somebody feel a certain way. And we also think others have the power to make us feel a certain way. And they don't. They don't have the power to control our emotions unless we allow them to have that power. So if we believe that our children are driving us crazy or our partner is making me mad or my mother is, you know, whatever, then you have given your power to your children, to your partner, to your mother. And the thing of it is, once we give them that power, then they we are also giving them the responsibility to change something to make us okay. So we essentially become a victim to them. That you are making me feel this certain way. You need to change. And I can't be okay until you change. And that is really powerlessness and victimhood. We're waiting for somebody else to do a certain thing or not do a certain thing for us to be okay. And so we're letting somebody else be in charge of our okayness. We put young children in charge of our okayness. We put 
our partners, our mothers, our bosses, our friends, whoever it is, in charge of our okayness. I think the most bizarre one we do is is putting our children, especially young children, in charge, well, any children, in charge of our okayness. It's like, you need to change your attitude so I can feel comfortable. You need to feel a different way so I can feel comfortable. And this is not how to help our children be responsible or respectful. Because when we diminish somebody else's um, feelings and saying, well, don't feel that way, don't throw fit, don't feel whatever it is you're feeling inside, because that doesn't feel comfortable for me. We're dismissing their feelings and our feelings are the deepest expression of ourselves. So when our feelings are dismissed, it it's the same as saying, I am dismissed. My feelings don't matter. I don't matter. And we really don't know how somebody is feeling. We assume we know how they're feeling, but we really only know how we're feeling. And so this is really about being fully aware of how I'm feeling. And when you're feeling a certain way, paying attention, again, being self-aware to what that brings up for me. Because, off, you know, energy is contagious. Emotions are contagious. When somebody's feeling a strong emotion, it evokes emotion within us. And so it's about what is this situation evoking in me? What's coming up that's uncomfortable for me? And so when we're aware of that, we can accept that in and own it and take responsibility for our own feelings. Because again, nobody has the power to make us feel a certain way unless we allow that. And we don't have the power to make others feel a certain way. Our feelings come from our thoughts and what we're believing. Our thoughts drive our emotions, our feelings. And our feelings drive our behavior. So we can become self-aware of our thoughts our feelings, and our own behavior. And that is self-awareness. And that's what we bring to every interaction that we have, even to the interactions we have with ourselves. So conscious parenting is bringing self-awareness to all of our interactions. And our interactions are we run on autopilot, right? It's, it's interacting without awareness, interacting on autopilot versus interacting with full awareness. And autopilot is our go-to. Awareness, we have to work on. 
because 95% of our brain is subconscious and it runs on autopilot. Our brain runs on patterns. So through the relationships that you had with people in your family of origin, um, most significantly, um, the significant caregivers in, in your life, uh, through those interactions, through those relationships, you picked up patterns. Your brain picked up patterns because our brain is like a scanning machine. It scans the environment and it picks up patterns and then it repeats them. So I heard Dr. Shafali once, I think in her new book, um, Dr. Shafali Sabari, um, who coined actually Conscious Parenting, um, in her new book, Radical Awakening, she talks about how we live a pattern rather than individual lives. And my whole passion, my why for the work that I do now is around shifting generational patterns. Um, just having these generational patterns run over and over and over on autopilot. And so we are evolving as a species. And so we really want to bring awareness to these patterns because we're our world is evolving. And some of these patterns a lot of these patterns don't fit into our modern day world. Um, and so our traditional um, social model, um, a, lot of, a lot of that model is outdated. And we know a lot more about behavior now um, because of all the research and neurology. And so we now know enough about behavior that we know um, a lot of our traditional practices go against what we're actually trying to encourage in our children. So when we practice the um, practice being aware, self-aware, we, we then know what we're bringing into our interactions. We're bringing all of our thoughts and beliefs that have been carried through generations. We're bringing our feelings into that interaction. And we are bringing our own behavior into that interaction and that impacts the interaction that we're having with the other person. And so I think there needs to be a lot more emphasis on what we ourselves are thinking and feeling rather than being so hyper-focused on what somebody else may be thinking about me or feeling. Um, based on my behavior so that we can take ownership and we can take responsibility because I think we talk about responsibility so much and we talk about how the need for our children to be responsible but what we're missing is or that we're often unaware of is 
we ourselves aren't taking responsibility for our own feelings and for our own behavior and what we are bringing into these interactions. And so as we shift to being more self-aware, I think we also really need to be aware of our humanness, of that we are each individual, unique beings. And we all bring something that we can contribute. I think it's less about the roles we put on ourselves um, and the labels that we put on ourselves. You know, the roles of, of mother, of, of daughter, of, um, you know, whatever your role at work is. You know, we have all of these roles. And who are we when we take all those roles away? We are beings. And our children are beings. You know, when we take the the roles from them that they're supposed to look or act or um, behave in a certain way, if we take that away, we take, you know, those stories or those beliefs away and just look at who is that, that this being in front of me and look at that being in front of you with so much love rather than fear of how are they acting? Am I doing this right? What are people going to think? And, you know, I, I, and I've talked about this before, but I feel like in my life, I was so attached to what other people were going to think that I really recognize now that most of my life was a performance and really it was self-preservation of how do I move through a world where I don't feel accepted um, and I don't feel accepted just because that is my own perception of not being enough or you know just being worried about you know, if I was going to say something stupid or act in a way that was going to, you know, get me humiliated or diminished or looked at with disgust or whatever that was, um, we put on so many social masks to make ourselves likable. That if I'm this way, if I look like this, if I act like this, I will be accepted. I will be likable. And I think the shift is learning to like ourself and learning to like being with ourself and getting to know myself, being aware of all of those thoughts that are going through my head. And are they true or are they just a perception? Are they something that I'm attached to or is it real? And well, I guess if you're attached to it, it seems real. We have to really challenge some of our old 
thinking patterns to be able to move forward and really redefine our relationships with our children. So we're not unknowingly and unwittingly putting roles on them to perform in life. Rather, we want to be um, honoring the being that they want to become, that they're meant to become. And we can do that as we honor our own being and be in charge of ourself. Because ultimately, that is the truth. We aren't in charge of another human being. We cannot control another human being. If we think we control our children, then we also have to control our children's thoughts and our children's feelings in order to control their behavior. And we are powerful beings. We have the power to create in our life what we desire. And when we create deeply connected and meaningful relationships with the people in our life, our life has more meaning and and we experience more joy and fulfillment. So bringing consciousness, bringing self-awareness into our interactions with others creates those connected relationships. And we are all leaders, leaders of our own thoughts, leaders of our own emotional experience, leaders of our own behavior and how I choose to show up in the world. So start building a self-awareness practice. Start building a redefining the relationship you have with yourself and spend some time with yourself go out on a walk with yourself and you know even not playing the music just noticing what you're thinking about you know a lot of times people who start to meditate um think that and i did this too think that oh i'm not supposed to be thinking about anything oh shoot there i'm thinking again i <laughs> quit thinking um and we almost start judging ourselves for thinking and trying to get rid of the thoughts and you the more you try to do that the more thoughts that that you know come in and so it's not about not thinking it is about being fully aware of your thinking and and knowing what you're thinking about and then you know, seeing how that thought passes and a different one comes in. Um, And so, yeah, just start noticing what you're thinking about in there and how, you know, that thinking just is like constant and the, your inner voice, what kind of inner voice do you talk to yourself with? Um, Oftentimes we'll find out it's a critical voice that is there. And it's also not getting rid of the critical voice, but just saying, oh, hello, there you are. Nice to meet you. And allowing it in and just, you know, being friends with it. Um, 
you know, your emotions too. A lot of times we try to get a, get rid of anger or frustration. Um, some of those that produce negative, so-called negative feelings or more uncomfortable feelings. And the more we try to get rid of them, the more they tend to build. And so that too, it's just allowing it in and becoming aware of what it feels like to be in your body. Um, Because I know for me, when I first started my self-discovery journey, I was always in my head. I had no idea what it felt like to really to be in my body. I mean, you know, inwardly. Um, And I almost think I thought that emotions were something outside of me in a way. Um, Because we only, I only ever you know, we only ever really talk about them as an external thing. Like, look how somebody's, somebody's expression on their face tells you how they're feeling or, um, their, how their, their tone is telling you how they're feeling or pictures of, you know, different people with different expressions and being able to label those feelings. But I, had never had a conversation with anybody who ever asked me, you know, growing up, where are your feelings inside your body? Like, where are you feeling them? The first time somebody asked me that, I was, you know, just starting my self-discovery journey in my 40s. And I just thought that was crazy talk. Um, like, well, what do you mean by that? And so I almost think that I thought emotions maybe were something outside of me. And and I communicated emotions outside of me too. I didn't really, um, I didn't feel them for sure. Um, but I don't think I even understood them as something being in me. So when I wanted to communicate how I was feeling, I would do that through behavior. Um, and a lot of times that was feeling angry. And so I'd slam doors and, you know, walk away and, you know, just show people on the outside what I was feeling because I wasn't taking responsibility for my feelings. I was saying, see how unhappy I am? You need to change something so I feel better. Um, And taking, being aware that your feelings are on the inside and really taking ownership of them gives you so much freedom that you know, it, it it's it's empowering. It's empowering. So, all right, I am going to leave that here for now. Um, so, yeah, let's redefine our interactions by bringing self-awareness into all of our interactions. All right, have a great week, everyone, and... I'll meet you back here again next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Beauty and Behavior Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I'm so very grateful for all of you who are showing up here with me because I believe subtle shifts create big impact. How we show up in our life, in our relationships, or our parenting impact our life, our children's lives, and the world. If you're ready to brave the wilderness of your beautiful soul, live life from the inside out, and create the life you want to live, head over to my website 
at diannesorensen.net and get on my calendar to see if the beauty and behavior family is the right fit for you. I got you and we'll talk again soon.